good start. To John Wright of York by Leonie Milliner. God's blood, John. Darnest Bainbridge is a magnificent man with a strong arm and a fine doublet, as unthrifty as you would want for a man in possession of a vineyard. And when my mother loosened her ruff for him to gaze adoringly on her whitened neck, he was not yet her husband. Well, may she chastise me now. Darnest Bainbridge was clear in his expectation, and Johnny, my friend, I blushed to hear him say it in front of my two sisters. But the bargain was well struck. My mother took my sisters to the market in York and got them up in the giddiest of farming gales with eight inches of lace each for their cuffs and, and stood them on the path to the stone gate. Darnest Bainbridge was not the only man to approach them and to speak true, his eye was first drawn to my sister Anne, as well it might be, the way she simpers. But I told him, with Anne being only 16 years of age, he would have to make do with my mother. <laughs> I am to have full reign of both his vineyard and his cellar, and God's blood would boil to see the quantity of communion wine drunk in the hall with the priests. I'm down there with them now, them and their Hail Marys. It is a wonder they ever come out to say Mass. I see them stagger out to the vine fields and pray for a Catholic king and country, fearful left and right of the justice and the noose. But it seems that most of Scotland, where I do now you write this letter, exists in the old religion, including Squire Pulling and his daughter Maria. That's <laughs> only Maria. Milk white skin. <laughs> Full mouth of teeth. <laughs> Ankle make a man tremble. <laughs> Maria. Beautiful. Coquettish Maria. She has set her cap at me, lifting her hem to the upper reaches of her thigh whilst the priest gives his communion. I swear I fell in a faint with the sight of her bare flesh glinting against flaccid grapes in the moonlight. So overcome was I with passion. She is a full three year older than me. But there are also many lads and grown men in Scotland with an eye for her, but it is I who woo her in the vine field where there is as much gossip as there is worship. And I, communicant the Church of King James, mumbling with my beads to gain a glance at the slender descent of her leg. Son! <laughs> says my mother. She catches me watching Maria, loosening her stays. You being the best part of 18 years can pork whom you like, but why? Why have you chosen the apple of that recusant's eye? God, beloved John. Darnest Bainbridge, once I pray with him and the other Catholics in the Vinefield, I will, begets me Maria. I will embrace every popish custom there is for a wondrous sniff of her earthly perfume. I lie in wait for Maria at the vine gate, and to tell her I will take communion with her 
She will allow me to cradle her foot in my tender hands. I beg her on my knees to let me lay my cheek upon her stockinged ankle. I would even recant my own conformity. She gives me a wry smile, and I do tremble at it. I have much competition with Johnny. Every lad and man in the village is hot for her and the land that comes with her. I have grown a moustache longer than any man's in Scotland to show Maria just how much a Catholic I have become. It is a very fine moustache. Sweeping either side of my chin into little twisted curls. I see Maria look up to it. And in her blue orbs, I see her desire for me. She is such a paragon, such is her regard for me, she passes me by without a word to ensure the esteem of her elders. Behind the hedge, I watch her go up to the vine field at midnight, crossing her chest in holy water to kneel in the pew of stunted grape trees. Darnest Bainbridge holding her right hand, Squire pulling her left. Justice staying well, lurking in the bushes, ticking us off his church warden's list. My moustache gets me a place behind her, and I kneel on stony ground in the moonlight. Her hand before me drops to her side, inching the line of her petticoat up her sh above her shoe, and I do gaze adoringly on that ankle. I slap at such fine flesh. At the vine gate I press for more, and she is keen, Johnny, she is keen for sure. She whispers to me in the darkness that no good Catholic has a shorn head. When my hair is as long and as ringleted as her own, she says, my progress up her shin is assured. <laughs> Therefore, I am on my knees praying for long locks of ginger hair to curl, but it grows so slow. I pray with the priests in the cellars. My piss goes upstairs in a bucket twice a day, and it is as pungent as the red wine I drink at night. Down comes fried pigeon on hot tin plates and duet Bibles full of popish trickery. And while I'm about growing my hair, my sister Anne tells me that every man in Scotland is on his knees, in his sister's curl papers, cultivating flowing Catholic locks for Maria, beautiful Maria, including Dionys Bainbridge and Justice Stayingwell. Well, these priests are flexible in their beliefs. And when they see Dionys Bainbridge and Justice Stainwell's combed ringlets at the communion rail, they sell me their hair and beards for a penny an ounce, and they work on me their Latin magic. My sister Anne, she colours it with the residue of conkers and weaves it into a wig of loose rust-coloured curls. I'm also wearing a lace of three round collars on my neck and a popish hat. And the next bright moon night, I am up skulking with the priests in the vine field. Oh, Maria. My Maria. She tests me. 
She says, she must be certain that conviction will hold. Ah, I'm fine. 20 pounds by the church warden for not coming to divine service, and another 20 pounds is next month if I fail to conform. Dionys has bought mine and my sister's horse and my mother's mare, so I can pay it. But readily, I would pay 20 fines to glimpse the expanse of thigh I did when I first met Maria. She asks me to sell my land. A recusant's assets might at any time be seized. For a pledge to Rome is a pledge against King James, and that is treason, she says. Or better to have my land hanging around my neck in gold than my neck in a noose. For Maria, I say, for sight of the ankle, anything. I shave my moustache and remove my rusty wig to look a Protestant again. Bainbridge lends me back my horse, and I go to York, Johnny, and I sell my house and my land, and, and I bring back a purse heavy with gold, even though it is winter and the road is hard going. Maria greets me at the storehouse, and eases her fingers between my purse's rough-drawn string. She feels the weight of coin in her palm. How I delight at her brightening gaze upon my steady, adoring gaze. I tell her I love her, and she permits me to take a sovereign and run it up her leg, past the delicate line of her ankle, over her shin to encircle her rounded knee. It's not enough, she murmurs into my bowed ear. Her hand is on my wig. I think I might go my way to heaven. <laughs> I would I might be wooed by a Martino, a Calabresi, a Guido. Guy, such an English name, so Queen Elizabeth, so 1570. <laughs> I want to be wooed by a soldier. I want to hear tales of battle against heretics. I want to hear tales of Protestants slain and Catholic kings on the English throne. Johnny, I stammered, soldier, <laughs> slaying. Protestants in Spain. <laughs> it takes me more than a moment to see myself in armour, not pressing grapes. To imagine returning victorious, sword sheathed in the head of a heathen Scot King James at the feet of my most magnificent Maria. I think she had senses in my hesitation. Her boots scuff between the vines, and she is up and out of the field on Diana's Bainbridge's arm before I'm on my heels again. Justice staying well, too, watches from behind the oaks, stroking his silken fringe. <laughs> Tom! My mother again. I hate her when she creeps up on me. She claps my head to her monstrous bosom. Maria's belly shows someone in Scotland has her father to fear. So consumed had I been, Johnny, by Maria's ankle, that I had not raised my eyes higher than her sweet, dimpled knee. But now I do. And I see a mountain as wondrous as Maria herself. 
It protrudes forks, Johnny. I am convinced. The Lord has joyfully intervened. Well, I see no other way it could have gone now. <laughs> yeah, without divine help. I am a Catholic indeed. You must come to Scotland, Johnny, to see Maria's ankle and to drink Bainbridge's wine. And we have your trunk. You must tell the carrier to come to Darnis Bainbridge, the winemaker. For Maria now resides there with my mother and sisters. Your trunk is at the inn, for which you will have to pay the keeper two marks. I have taken from it your musket and your flint, your map of London and your compass. I know you will not mind, but have this one last heroic deed. Maria, she tells me the child will be mine. I can truly show my commitment to the one holy and apostolic faith. Even Justice staying well is an agreement and waves my fines. Only my mother is not pleased. She dislikes my new name and she wishes me to continue in the trade she bought in marriage to Diana's Bainbridge. I tell you, there's nothing to the wine trade but drinking. Well, I can do that in Spain, fighting the Dutch Protestants. <laughs> Diana offers Maria his protection and I know she will be safe under his roof and well occupied. When you come to Scotland, Johnny, I will not be here. I will be sober in battle. Maria says that if I return with the head of King James in my hand, then her heart is assured. So if I do not, Johnny, well, well, you can curse my new name and light a fire under me. <laughs> Do not forget to pay the innkeeper two marks. Maria will not pay it, nor will my mother. Try to get it off Dionys, he owes me. Your humble and obedient friend, Guido Fawkes. <laughs>